This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Come on now, you know it's not Euler or Motes, it's Motes and Euler. And now that I'm back from enjoying that beautiful outside weather, I had to go out there and just taste it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Well, every once in a while, you just got to roll the window down. It's a good down. thing we got a cool teacher and just like, who takes oh, us outside I during break. feel the air. Let me just feel it for a second. It just felt so good. We got, re- we got recess here in, you know, about you half know, hour. You got to have that, man, every half once in a while, baby. Hey, you got to take care of yourself, man. <laughs> it, it felt good for me, you know? It made me happy. I do love it. You know, not, yeah. listen, it's Pittsburgh. We know how fast these things can change. Isn't that the truth? But, man, I I think we have, and obviously we're still going to have rainy days and things like that, but it, it feels like temperature-wise, yeah. um, we, we, we made it. Absolutely. We man. made it. Absolutely. But now, man, I don't want to waste any more time, right? We had something that... <sighs> Has been, you know, dominating the, the airways a little bit here, man. Pretty We're talking about uh, yeah. Naomi Osaka, the number two rated women's tennis player in the world, officially withdrawing from the French Open. Now, it became a big deal because earlier in the week, she had stated that she didn't want to do any more press conferences, any more media work. She thought that because she's been dealing with uh, depression and social anxiety, that her mental health was in jeopardy every time she would have to go and have these conversations and do these press conferences. And then she even went on to talk about just with these questions, how they continue to focus on typically the negative aspect of performances, regardless of wins or losses, they focus on that part. And she just said that it continues to put her in a dark place. So she goes on and doesn't do the media after her first win. Okay. Number she's number two tennis player in the world. Sure. She was number two in this tournament in terms yeah, of the fr- in terms of the French Open. Like so if, if you're not a big tennis person, like just, she's got like next Serena Williams. I mean, absolutely, you know I mean? like, like she's in that conversation. Like next Roger Federer. Like yes. she is only twenty twenty three. She's twenty three years old. Like she yeah. is probably men's or women's yeah. the most talked about young tennis prospect. Yeah. Like she's in a lot of ways kind of the future of tennis. Yes, absolutely. So this is a mega star, like a very very big deal. It's like uh, yeah. Like yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Absolutely. you know, like like the next one. Yes, yeah, the torch. The so torch so th- bear. Th- think about Patrick Mahomes, the year that he won the Super Bowl, right? Right. So we know the first year he lost in the AFC Championship game to Brady, then he wins his own. Now, granted, he didn't beat Brady, but he won his own. Same for Naomi. So in she's 20, won a couple majors in 2018 already. in the U.S. Open, she beat Serena Williams. That was the big controversy. Remember, Serena got upset about mm-hmm. it. And she was like. And she was, at that she was time? a kid, 19, yeah. yeah, kid at the time. That really catapulted her to the scene, mm-hmm. right? So, but she also talks about since then how that has been a big part of her depression and social anxiety, just because she says she's an introverted person, mm. and the spotlight that it put her in, and how now everything is overly criticized with her, and things like that. How she struggles with it. She says how she's nervous to do press conferences and stuff like that. So, the French Open. In their committee, they say that, hey, they're going to continue to find her if she doesn't participate in the media stuff. So she does participate in the first one. She's fined 15000 They were planning to find her again, potentially give her some suspensions in terms of competition. So hmm. she says that, hey, I would rather withdraw. So she withdraws from the tournament because she says, number one, it won't be a distraction for the tournament, sure, sure. for the other players there, along with her being able to mentally get where she needs to be. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about this and not only get your opinion, but also get the Power Grid's opinion as well, is because there has been a divide hmm. in terms to of say the least. in terms of how people view this. Now, some people are saying that they like her decision, they support her decision to not compete because she is putting her mental health 
in front of it. Others are saying because she's paid millions of dollars to play tennis, she needs to suck it up sure. and do these interviews regardless of regardless of how she feels. So my question to you is, in a situation like this, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this conversation. Where do we draw the line yeah. between the person Naomi Osaka? And the athlete, Naomi Osaka, because I think that's the difference, right? If we're just simply talking about the basic premise of is mental health important? I feel like we would all say, yes, mental health is very important. Man, you got to put that as a priority. But then when we say, should an athlete be required to talk to the media? We've seen this before with Marshawn Lynch, and we can go down the list of various people who've had different spats and run-ins mm-hmm. with media Heck, for whatever Tristan reason Jari it may be. Tristan was just getting criticized here in this town for not talking to the media Absolutely. at all. Absolutely. So when I think of that, that's that divide, right, of mm-hmm. should she have to talk and communicate in terms of mm-hmm. it was a good performance, bad performance, regardless of what that might make her feel like, solely based on mm-hmm. the money element – or should it be that, hey, man, her mental health is a priority and she shouldn't have to withdraw from a tournament solely because of her anxiety and depression yeah. that she deals with from a media standpoint? She's not saying that she can't compete. She already won the first match. So it's not even like women with uh, with Duke this year when they they got, they got they're, they're, they're struggling. And they're we're like, we're, 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 we should end the season. Like, yeah, you're in it because you suck. You know what I mean? You're in it because you were playing the NIT. Right, so when I think about Naomi, though, Naomi was the exact opposite. She's oh, the number two tennis player in yeah. the world. She's coming off of a win already in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then she decided, I mean, this is outside of Serena and, and maybe Maria Sharapovich. Yeah. Like, she is the one of the biggest oh, draws for women's tennis. Not especially even women's tennis, just outside of the tennis. United States as well, Absolutely. Too. Especially in Asia, especially in Europe. Like, this is a very, very big deal. So that's my question, mm-hmm. though. Like, where do we draw that line? Because Buddy, I, I honestly can see both perspectives. I can too. It's a great question. Um, and that's the thing. Anybody who is taking a hardline stance on this, tune them out. You know, like anyone who's doing the black and white thing with this, mm-hmm. tune them out. Because this is Moats. This is a this is a, a a lot of nuance and minutia to this conversation. Um I think that as we do get into a, a new media age, Motsi, I, I do still think that there's value in press conferences. But I also think that nobody should be forced to do them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I realize that in a lot of the leagues and how things are collectively bargained, again, it's a historical thing. It's a traditional thing. Well, I mean, it's it's in our contracts. It, that it we is. We do have to be available to media and certain players. We do have a certain amount of press conferences that we have to attend and things like that. Yes. That is a part of the contract. And I think that that is – it is an antiquated thing, but, but it's still a thing. But this is my question, right? And this goes back to just the stigma surrounding mental health versus a physical ailment. Mm-hmm. If Naomi broke her leg, Tore ACL. God forbid – she wouldn't have to go in there and do that interview right then and there. She would have time to recover, yep. relax. That's no, true. She it's would not have point. to show up to anything. It's a great point. But because if of she the, does something to her elbow, and, and we can physically see that she's yeah. injured, yeah, it's a different perception around mm-hmm. it. Sure. The reality around it is she's still injured, but we're not going to ask her because hey, she's physically in pain. We can see that. But when it comes to mental health, 
that's the part where we just act as if that's not an injury. That's not an ailment. I mean, I've known people that it's legitimately debilitating for them. 100%. They can't move. They can't I think get out of their all, We probably all have somebody in our life. So when I think of that, I just ask myself, why is the perception when it's surrounding her mental health and that being the reason why hmm. she doesn't want to do this is viewed this way? Yeah. Whereas if this was an ankle injury, she could have a, a, a broke finger. It could be a broke pinky. We wouldn't even be thinking about her having to do a prayer. You would be over here like, well, how dare you even require sure. or even request sure. her to go sure. over and do that? But when it's the mental health element, it's not viewed the same. Yeah. I, Motes, there is a lot of have your cake and eat it too with these types of conversations. Because people want mental health to matter. People want to treat athletes like human beings, you know, and, and not performers on a stage. Until it's time to treat them like human until beings. It's, right, <laughs> until it's time until it's time to well, yeah. you know what? And and I'm being a little hyperbolic here. I'm being I'm being a little caricature. I'm being a little extreme. Okay. Right. So 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 realize that this is tongue in cheek what I'm about mm -hmm. to do here. But the dude who lives in Pittsburgh, yeah. who works 60 hours a week, busts his ass every day mm -hmm. to make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. and his happiness is the Pittsburgh Penguins yep. or the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Tristan Jari has a bad game, or Juju has a bad game, mm -hmm. and Joe Schmo is pounding the table yep. and saying, well, I want answers. I want explanations. You diva athletes that are making millions of dollars a year, tell mm -hmm. me why you stunk up the joint before I go back to my job and I'm miserable and I work 60 hours a week. Again, this is a little tongue-in-cheek. No, no, go ahead. But there's but also, this but there's also this some is, truth to this. I mean, how often? I know for a fact saw, I've had that conversation. <laughs> so, Motes, yes, continue. Motes, I, got, I, got a, I got a tweet about that like a week or two ago. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I make $60,000 a week and I answer hard questions to my boss all the time. Time, why can't Tristan Jari do mm -hmm. the same? Again, in theory, it's a fair, like, yeah, why, why can't, but, 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 but no, 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 we, but, but there is a difference between but what is the value, like, because there is value, but what but, is but, the value but in that? I will say this, though, that individual answering to his boss, Jari answers well, to his that's boss. True, that's true, his too. boss is Mike Sullivan. His boss isn't the Pittsburgh that's true. Gazette. It is a 97 the, the, the job. You're Absolutely. Not. So trust me, all of us are completely fine addressing uh, missed, our boss. Uh, you, <laughs> missed, you missed the uh, spreadsheet yeah. on this one, or you, put that's, the, you that's, measured wrong on this one. And that's the part where fans won't ever be able to understand that because they associate their boss with media. Our bosses are our coaches. Those are our bosses. We don't have we, we address them every single day. Zero issue. That's fine. Naomi addresses her bosses, her coaches. She talks to them. Trust me. You don't make it in these late in these leagues if you're not having open dialogue with your coaches and continuing to move yes, the needle. I agree. But media and, is not your boss. Correct. And I think especially media, that's no different than okay, you got in trouble at work today, and your neighbor two houses down wants to come in and talk. <laughs> What's answers? And, 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 what you and, do? And, and, not, you and not just your neighbor. Now the the person living in the in the other neighborhood, he just wants to know. Hey, let me hear about it. Yeah, yeah, let me hear it too. That's what media is. With night and day, not boss. That's it's the difference now. It, and, I, and again, I get the fan perspective of sometimes you want to hear. Like I've been guilty of this too. All right, uh, Joe Glazer. He's the yeah. guy who owns Manchester United. The Glazer family, okay? Mm -hmm. He also owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Since 2005, he's owned Manchester United. He's spoken twice. Yeah. Okay? I want to hear from Joel Glazer. Mm -hmm. He owns the fourth most valuable sports franchise in the world. We've been crap now since 2013. I would like to hear from the owner. Mm -hmm. 
he, he takes out dividends from the team. There's been he had five hundred million dollars of debt against the club to buy the club mm-hmm. that he has not paid any capital back on now in seventeen years of ownership. He's only paid interest off. Okay, so there are times where I think it's fair to want to hear from somebody in position like when again, you want to hear from Bob Nutting. I would like to. Right? Like, I definitely so that, like to. If you're yeah. a Pirates fan and you want to hear from Bob Nutting, I get it. But it's also the two, like, I think we had this conversation. Remember, but, Juju did a press conference a couple years ago mm-hmm. where he gave, like, a bunch of one or two word answers. Yeah. And everyone was all honked off. Is, it, is that really what you, would you rather but force this, an athlete to do well, that? Well, I was going to say, me having the desire to hear from Bob Nutting. He's also that, the that, owner. He's but at that, the top. But, but no, 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 but this is my thing. I don't feel like it should be a requirement either. I know, you're, you're right. Like, would I love to hear from him? Absolutely. That's true. Would, would I love to interview him? Absolutely. But if Bob, but if Nutten, you don't want to say if anything, Bob you say says, anything. man, me doing this interview makes me feel this type of way. It's true. It makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel this. Well, I'm not going to press you to do that because at the end of the day, regardless of how much I love or support an organization or a team, I still care about that person. So when I think of big picture and hypotheticals, we know I don't like to do a lot of them, but just context-wise, perspective-wise, with Naomi, right? They love her because of how she plays. We all want to see her on the tennis court. The biggest reason why the French Open is like, yo, we need you doing press because we know that's going to sell. We know people tune in to hear from you. But my question to you is this, French Open. My question to you is this, fans that may or may not feel that, you know, her mental health should be that significant. What happens if it gets to the point where she says, I don't feel like there's an escape, and she does something to herself? Not saying she would, but what if that happens? Now, like a Ricky Ricky Williams, right? Or she says, I'll retire, I will never play again. How does that benefit tennis? Do you think ratings went up for the French Open when she says she's withdrawing? No, it went the other way. I can tell you for a fact, I didn't tune in. I tune in to watch her, I tune in to watch Serena. I'm like, I'm not tuning in if she's not if she's not playing. I don't care about it now. So it's what, like golf of Tiger Woods, right? It's, you know, it's not, and it doesn't benefit her either because this is money out of her pocket. To me, I just feel like as a whole, nobody wins in this scenario, but it's something that should be adjusted because mental health is still very much a part of the injury report. It's 100%. no different than an ankle injury. It's no different than a shoulder. Just and because think, we talk about with concussions, yeah. right? Concussions weren't a big deal because you couldn't see them until CTE became relevant. Until it became until undeniable. Until all these yeah. things showed up. Now, all of a sudden, concussions were a big thing. Mental health is in that same category. Just because you can't see it, it does not mean it's not very much significant. 100%. And to just, just just to see that type of scenario, man, it's just very disheartening, man. I agree. Like I like I said, I do think there is still, but I understand you want to hear from her press though. conferences. Yes, yes. But it's also there's always space for empathy too. Yes, you know now, what I mean. I wonder, like, could it be a scenario? Because following the situation, it looked more as if she had issues with a particular interviewer it was a particular hmm. journey it wasn't like well they're all asking me crazy questions she said man i've had i have good relationships with this media guy with that media person i still talk to these people here but it's certain ones that she was i think she might have named one of the gentlemen she was like where they just continue hmm. and we all know in media but anybody that's been a part of media scrums beat writers we all know you have the guys who are gonna ask the cool questions then you got the <coughs> ones <Brian> Backel, <coughs> and then you got the ones who are gonna ask them questions where you're just kind of like you're either trying to get a reaction <coughs> you're trying <coughs> you're trying to start stir controversy and trust me being a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers <coughs> deal with it a lot <coughs> Tim Benson. okay <coughs> deal with it a lot that's so that's the, that's the homie but I mean <laughs> so so part of me is like if you're Naomi and 
you can identify who is who and things like that. Could a compromise be that you and the French Open get together and you say, well, hey, no different than how Mr. Rooney handpicks the guys that he wants to do an interview with him, intimate Mm -hmm. setting. Could you do something like that? Or from a press conference standpoint, you dictate, hey, these are the people that we want to address. Because we've seen in other PR situations, whether it's press conference, because typically in the way a press conference works, the guy's sitting up there. Like, from my experience, I've sat up there, and you don't dictate who's asking you questions. Usually you might have a PR rep there, or it might just be whoever yells and you get there, they get your attention. That's the one that you address. Correct. So it's not a lot of control there, but if you can get it to where you might be talking to your PR person and say, hey, every question except from this person. Right. Or except from that person. Right. And go that way. Maybe that's a compromise, but as a whole. Like I said, I there, understand, you want to hear from her. There, there, there's got to be a way to find that balance. Yeah. Between, okay, we know that this is a traditional thing, and there is still some value there. Yeah. Um, to, it, it doesn't have to be a free for all scrum, and yeah. And because I think you're right, and, and maybe it is, and maybe it's just too. She's still young. She's 23 years old. Man. Maybe seven years from now, yeah. it, it's she's more comfortable with it. It's you know, literally, but like literally, she said in 2018, nobody knew who she was. She beat Serena, the big controversy around that. Remember, people were like giving her crap about it. She beat Serena. I'm a, I'm a Serena fan. She beat her clear, and people were literally going nuts. Because there was controversy and in that yes. in that match, right? Absolutely, with one of, Absolutely. With one of the balls in or out, or and so. When I think of that, it's just like this girl went from literally being. No one to this mega star overnight. Mm-hmm. So when I think of that, it's just like, could the one perspective be, oh man, hey, stop being soft, right? Man, it's just a question. All right, you play it bad. And if you don't it. like it, you say, yeah, next question. You know, but, but like, at the other side is like, dude, we have to put a value on the athlete's mental health. I agree. Because without that, man, agree. we talk about. It's a reason why teams bring in mental coaches. It's a reason why teams bring in motivational speakers. Because 100%. mentally, the game is just as important as it is physically. If not more. And if you're mentally not in a good headspace, it doesn't matter how talented you are. I can tell you from firsthand experience. It's been times I went out there and mentally I wasn't where I needed to be. And it didn't perform the way I wanted to perform. Like, that, they, they are very much significant, man. And I want to be clear with this, too. This conversation as it relates to press conferences and accountability and all that stuff, we're talking about sports figures here. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, yes. if you're a politician and you're out there listening, That's different. don't tell me who you want questions from. All right, you don't, yeah, if, you're, yeah, yeah. if you're an elected official, you don't get to choose who covers right. you. But, that's, but this is for yeah. athletes and entertainers. Absolutely. I and, wanted to be clear with that and distinction And that's another thing that I like to tell people as well because that's something that I've seen a lot where they say, well – you play this sport because of that, right? That's a part of the thing. It's like we fell in love with the sport because we love to actually play. A lot of us, we're not very polished in terms of public speaking. In sure. fact, you hear a lot of athletes the when they first talk, it's the they opposite. Put their foot in their mouth. Yeah, because we're not taught to speak publicly. We're not – we don't practice that. Why would you? You know, we're more focused on playing what we want to play. Yeah. So – for a lot of people, yes, you do struggle when you have to talk to me. I remember early on, I used to struggle. I would speak crazy fast because I would be nervous slash excited trying to figure out what I needed to say, how to convey it, mm-hmm. make sure you don't speak too much, but not enough, like that fine line. Sure. It's a lot. It's a lot, especially for young people, too. Yeah. And think. And a she's a these... natural introvert. She said that. So uh, imagine you being a naturally introverted, shy and person. And imagine, too, your. Yeah. First language, your natural language is Japanese. Mm-hmm. She's Japanese. But yep. you're playing in tournaments in France, mm-hmm. in England, in the United States, and where they speak all these different languages too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a there's a lot going on there. It definitely is. Man. There is. And definitely not everybody is. a lot of people are just like that too. Like yeah. 
I I was quite the opposite, Modes. I public speaking, any of that. Psh, yeah. Clearly off my career here, <laughs> but that's not the case for most people. I and, know a ton of people, man. Just the thought of them having to speak, they go. Yeah. And, and, and again, in the sense of traditional accountability. If you're an elected official, like something like that, this is a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. Completely different conversation. But as an athlete, as an entertainer. But that's their feel. As an elected official, your your job is to motivate the people, communicate with the to people. To represent the people. Right. Yeah. As an athlete, well, that's not my job. I don't represent you. I, I represent the team. I represent me. Or in this but case, that, yeah, that's yourself. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it. That's it. It's different. Yeah. You want to roll through some of these tweets Absolutely, here? Absolutely, man. I was going to say, man, what, what's the dot com talking about, um, man? Sensei says, I think there's definitely a balance to this, as you guys say. My stance is uh, anytime something becomes more of a uh, matter of harassment than an obligation, it becomes too much. And, mm, and Yeah. And absolutely. Like, like, a good that, point there. That, that's... You you don't want things to feel feel like an obligation. It like is, with Marshawn Lynch, it it we think about how that obligation <laughs> it looked really uncomfortable for everybody yes. involved. Yes, it did. That's not cool. And then what's the point? Right, right. that defeats that the point, purpose. What's the point? It is an interview of him saying, "You know why I'm here? I'm only here so I don't get fined." It was like the Next Juju question. interview a couple years ago, and like, and, and all the reporters in Pittsburgh yeah. freaked out. And I'm like, guys, what? what What's the, what, do you really want him to lie? Would you rather have him lie to you? Seriously. And give you no and give you non-answer? At that point, you're just wasting everybody's time. And it's it's just change it's cha yeah. things have changed in that regard too. They just have. I think back in the 70s, 80s, hell, 15 years ago. Forget mm -hmm. that one. 15 years ago when there wasn't as much access to athletes. But a lot of that has changed, Motsi. Uh Annie says, I think cases like Naomi handled on a one-by-one uh, -one basis. Um she says, I have a condition that impacts my vision and parts of my job, but I work with my employer for some changes to allow me to do my job. Naomi should be able to get similar accommodations. See, I like that right there. Yeah. And shout out to your boss, too, man. The fact yeah, that they're absolutely. willing to accommodate. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I feel like if you're as talented as she is, if you're an asset to whatever company or wherever you're playing, yes. And this is a, a superstar. It, this is the nude face of their you know, of their sport. <laughs> the entire sport. Yeah. yeah. Rod Dallas says athletes get paid to be athletes. Shout out to it Rod. It is. Yeah, Shout no, out to I, Rod. I, I'm with you, baby. 100%. I think you're right. And I think, too, especially the perception on that, again, over the last 10 years, over the last 50, has changed so much. And I think it's changed for the better. Uh, Jason says as well, too, nobody should be forced to talk under any circumstances. Freedom of speech includes the right to remain silent. I believe Dave Chappelle once mm -hmm. said, I plead the fifth. I was going to say, can can we, where, where was that clip? Shut up and dribble. Can we just shut up in tennis? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, whenever you want us to speak, we're just going to shut up. We just, you know, we're just going to go back and play our sport here. That is funny, too. It's like we want athletes to speak when we want them to speak, <laughs> and we don't want them to speak when we don't want them to speak. We just can't make up. Can imagine make that. Up, we can't right? make up our minds. Mm -mm -mm. We can't make up our minds. Um, Arthur Motes, let's see here. Uh, last one as it relates to this conversation. Steeler Bomb says, I don't think people should be forced to do press conferences in sports. Um the, 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 they're there for the talent shown in game, not for public speaking. Yeah, and again, I, I like like you said, some of it's part contractually and things mm -hmm. like that. And I think in the past, that what I mean, media did play like let's let, media yeah. played a role in growing these games mm -hmm. pre internet and pre social media but into in twenty twenty one. But in twenty twenty one, Naomi is going to get more attention for a tweet than she will for whatever she says 100%. in a press conference. Hundred percent. Like, we know this. And it's not even close. The press honestly. conference, she'll get up there and say, well, hey, man, she was the better girl that day. You know, it was unfortunate. I'll bounce back next time. 
she can get up there and say the same thing in a tweet. Man, I can't believe that one today, but you know what? I'm going to bounce back. I can't wait for next round. And people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll remember that way more than they were at that press conference. That's just how it goes, man. Mm-mm-mm. It's interesting, though. <sighs> but shout out to the power grid, though, man. I, I do like I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, we got some more, um, you know, Steelers-related, other-related questions we'll, as well. We here got a little time, right? We, we, got a little we time? still got a few minutes. Yeah. Right, let's go, man. Uh, Matthew tweets, on offense, with the amount of drops that we saw from the wide receivers last year, uh, with OTA's attendance, is it important for the starting wide receivers to show? Well, my theory is this. Anytime your Hall of Fame quarterback is there, you should be there. Like that's he, that's a great if, yeah. if he's there if the what boss is, your is there you should be right there, right like i've been places where the high-end guys don't show up they only show up when it's mandatory but then i've been here in pittsburgh where you get guys like seven guys like troy palomalu guys like cam hayward that are showing up for otas if those caliber guys are at otas what is your excuse outside of a death or a birth? And not even a birth, because I can tell you, I had my son day before OTA started, and we were here. Yeah. So outside of death, there really isn't a lot of reasons why you shouldn't be there with those guys. Because if it's significant for them, future Hall of Famers, all pro caliber guys, what is so important for you mm. that you're not there? So <laughs> without a doubt, man, I think that you should definitely be there if they're there. Now, this is important, Motsi. Not mandatory, though. This is important. <laughs> Joe tweets and says, I, I might have to uh, remedy my Minka line a little bit. Uh-oh. uh-oh. He says, FYI, hey, no. the Beatles technically went on their last tour in 1966. Oh. Now, oh. 69 was the last time the Steelers traded a first-round pick right before <sighs> Minka. Uh, however, uh-oh. Joe uh-oh. says they did in 69 played their last concert. That famous, they played that concert on top of the Apple Records building okay. where you see some of those yep. those music videos and stuff that came from it. So I guess technically it would be uh, Steelers trade their first-round draft pick since the Beatles played their last concert. concert yeah. You know what I just might have to go with since Led Zeppelin was on tour? How about that? We'll just switch it up. There we go. We'll just, we'll just switch I it up. I kind of like that one. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that one. Uh, all right, some quick hitters to get us out of here. Steelers Nation 920 wants to know, who do you guys feel is the greatest running back of all time? Arthur Motes. Oh man, greatest running back of all time. I don't even I haven't re I had to research that more. Barry uh, Sanders. Off top, uh I'm gonna say Jim Brown. Yeah, just cause I like Jim. That's a good one too. Yeah. Walter Payton be a good answer. Yeah, but I would have to like look into that. I'm not prepared for that right now. Barry Sanders. Uh, Steel City Champs wants to know what we thought about Urban Meyer playing a part on AEW Wrestling. Did you see that, him and Charlie Strong? I did not, know. <laughs> what happened? Him and Charlie? Yeah, so they had what? they had it like at the Jaguars facility, right? Okay, yeah. And it's like one of those fights that spilled out of the ring, you know, ah, and into the back. That, okay, okay. And it's Chris Jericho with somebody yeah. else. And did then, we like, get a Walls of Jericho? Jericho throws him into like a room. Yeah. And Charlie Strong and Urban Meyer are in there like watching film. <laughs> Yo. And so Urban Meyer tosses Chris Jericho a couple footballs and he spikes Ooh. What? The dude. And then Jericho grabs Charlie Strong's laptop and, bust, <laughs> and busts it over the dude's face. You gotta check it out. Oh, I'm telling you, go check it out. Oh, wow. That's t- Do we get a T-Boy appearance? We did not, unfortunately. Oh, All right, but I like that. Th- Dang, shout too, out to Urban. Too bad Gronk wasn't down there. I know, he right? definitely made an appearance. Uh, That's tight, though. Yeah. Solomon tweets. Uh, bought my tickets to Steelers Seahawks game in mid October. Mm-hmm. I'm flying mm-hmm. in from Alaska. Ooh. Heck yeah. Shout out to now Alaska. We're, now we're talking. And uh, last one today, Motsi. Uh, just a quick 
Shout out to the lit one. Yeah, it is lit o'clock. Uh, she sent us video. She is at the beach with her family. Her son is skimboarding, and Let's they've they've go. they've got our broadcast on, listening from the beach in Florida. So Let's shout out go. to the, the lit clan. Got it. Yes, the lit clan. Clan of lit. <laughs> House <Yeah>. lit. <laughs> I like it. Mozi, I I think that'll uh, do it for us today. Man, well, I guess that does do it. And it was a very fun show, as it always is. So Just well, delightful, darling. You know how we do, man. So first, though, we got to give a big time shout-out to my producer in the building, Mr. Wesley Yotler. <laughs> I was waiting on the air horn, you know. But as a whole, as a whole, got to shout him out, man. Cause, I yeah. still need a uh, La Musica de Harry Fraud. You know, I, I mean, it, it, it's, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better producer in the game right now. All right? You're going to be very hard-pressed. This guy multi-talented. Wears DJ a lot of hats. DJ Khaled. Next up, man, we got to shout out the Power Watts, the Mega Grid, oh, the Power Watts. That's all right. I mean, the, you, you, the you Mega Watts. Combine two, power, power Grid. There, there we go, right? Get, get that in order. But got to shout y'all out, man, because y'all always help us with these conversations, man. And it's always good to hear your perspectives. And y'all always keep the perspective extra spicy the way we like it. Oh, yeah. And then the last person I got to shout out, especially last but not least, my good hair colleague, Mr. Drumroll, please. Wesley Euler, what? What? Wait a minute. Listen, quick question. Quick Do answer. Do we know? Are we, are we getting an off-season schedule here? Off-season? I was about to ask you about when, what's our, our. Do you got the season schedule yet? I, I figure we're not gonna have an off-season schedule. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, they're gonna have us down in Mr. Rooney's backyard. Well, they, they, it's already this you week know what two. I was thinking, we, since, week two just started today. Since, since we're since we're both so against the dorm rooms. Yeah. I mean, could they have you and I do a training camp show, but we do it from here? That would be clutch. I mean, it, it's. I would like that. We're like a month away. I'm just. You, know, like, you got a little more. You got a little more, as you say, gravitas. Listen, you got a little more pull than I do. Can you get us a schedule? Can you get somebody listen, to get, get us a schedule? Get us a schedule. Think about how this offseason started. You're gonna go in. You're gonna go up into the Super Bowl. You're gonna go twice a week, until. <laughs> It is just until right now. That's it. We, really, we, we literally know nothing. <laughs> hey, just change the recording format to make sure a podcast for. That's all I know. All right. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of how long or whenever the schedule changes, what we do know is this. Thursday. Thursday. Okay? Noon to 2. Eastern Standard Time. But regardless of anything else, as long as it's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Okay? <laughs> they know where to find us. They don't know where to find us. And that is. Still us. Uh-huh. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. <laughs> <laughs>